Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and if you want to start or grow a thriving coaching business, this is the place to be. Join me every Monday for inspiration and action when I interview top coaches and expert entrepreneurs who share strategies and secrets for building a successful business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're speaking with Dale Smith-Thomas. Dale is a motivational speaker and author, and she's just released her second book, Good Morning Gorgeous. Already, her message has helped hundreds of women discover their inner gorgeous. In addition to her books, Dale is the president and founder of Winners by Choice, Inc., and she's worked with many major corporations in every industry. Dale, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much. It's a gorgeous day here in Nashville, Tennessee, and what better way than to spend it with you and all of your great listeners out there today. So thank you very much. Well, before we jump into more about your business, I would love it if you would tell us a little more about you and maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not busy working. Oh, I would love that. Well, as you said, I am what they call a motivational speaker. And I always laugh at that because I believe that's really probably not an accurate term because I believe motivation has to come within. I can't motivate anyone, but I can inspire them and empower them and hopefully enlighten them. But uh, as a motivational speaker, I travel around the world as sharing this message of hope and inspiration. I've been doing it for over 25 years and I absolutely love it. As you said, I've just released my second book, Good Morning Gorgeous. It's actually a message for women about self-esteem and self-empowerment because I grew up dirt poor in North Mississippi. I didn't believe in myself and all those things that we as women beat ourselves up with, I did that. And it was through all of the lessons I've learned and all of the personal development that has changed my life and led me to write that book. I uh, speak for corporations that range from healthcare to sales organizations. Tomorrow I leave for Los Angeles to speak for 500 nurses um, this weekend. And then next week, I switch and flip the switch and go to a Chamber of Commerce event in Clarksville. Then I speak for the Miss Tennessee USA pageant. So I love what I do so much that it that really doesn't feel like work. But when I'm not traveling, I have one son and two bonus children, but my son is a race car driver. Yes, you heard me, a race car driver. And so I follow him around the country and keep my hands over my eyes and say lots of prayers for for him. So that's some of the stuff. I love music. I, I um, love to be with people. I love to just hang out and have some, you know, time off the grid when I'm not in an airplane or on a stage. Absolutely. That stuff all sounds really cool, especially the race car driving. So he drives a drift car. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that? Do you know that sport? No, I don't. It's called, well, think of, uh, think of Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. It's where they slide the car sideways at a high rate of speed toward a wall. Oh my gosh. And, you know, when I first started, when he first started getting into this as a teenager in his late teens, I said, Nick Thomas, what, what's up here? We live in Nashville. Could you not pick up a guitar? He said, Ma, 
you teach everybody to have a dream. This is mine. I'm like, oh, 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 using my stuff against me right there. Oh my goodness. Well, I tell you what, we all love to be inspired by people's journey. So I really want to focus on your journey for a little while. Absolutely. I, uh, I, as I said, I grew up uh, in a little map dot town in North Mississippi. And if you're listening to me right now, you have to get a hold of this one concept. It is your decisions that determine your destiny, not your conditions. And every single day when we wake up, we have that beautiful opportunity to make a decision on the steps that we're going to take to improve our lives. Now, I didn't grow up to be a, quote, motivational speaker or a coach or, you know, to live my life on the stage. I I don't think that's what you grow up to think about doing. I bet you didn't grow up thinking, I'm going to one day be a podcast host. Did you think that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but sometimes you just have to lean into the things that life brings you. And I actually was the first person in my family to go to college because of a, a woman in my county that passed away and left a grant to all of the kids in my county. And now almost 30 years later, it's put over $100 million in education. And I'm saying that to all of you that are listening to me right now, because I believe as teachers and people that spread empowerment, it's our job to plant the seeds. And many times we don't ever get to see those seeds totally come up. But our job is to plant, to plant hope, to plant inspiration. And that woman planted that seed in my life. And I graduated from Mississippi State University with a degree in education. Now, here's the funny part. It was in physical education, which is hilarious (laughs) because anybody that knows me knows that the only thing that runs on me is my (laughs) mouth and nothing else. But, But my mother, my sweet, sweet mama, wanted me to get married and stay in North Mississippi. And I just thought all the cute boys were in the PE department. So that's (laughs) where I went. So now all these years later that I'm coaching and teaching from stages around the world, I tell that story because even though I've never coached a day in my life on a court or, you know, in any kind of athletic event, I'm coaching for life on stages around the world. And people ask me all the time, so how does one end up as a motivational speaker? And my journey is a little different, a little strange. Uh, In the early 90s or the late 80s and early 90s, I actually competed at Mrs. Tennessee and ended up winning Mrs. Tennessee and represented the state of Tennessee at Mrs. America. And during that year, I... People would ask you to come and speak if you're, you know, if you're a beauty queen, they want you to come and talk and be at these events. And I just started telling stories. I started sharing my life story. And part of my life story was there was a mentor in my life. She was actually my piano teacher that was only a couple of years older than me that was crippled in a car accident at age 11 and told she would never walk again. And not only did she walk again. She walked the runway in Atlantic City, New Jersey, as oh, wow. America. Right. And she was my first experience of someone really having a dream and really grounding themselves in that dream. And there were so many years that she was still dealing with the effects of this car accident and the handicap that came with that. 
that I watched her continue to pursue this dream. So when I ended up competing at um, Mrs. Tennessee and then going to Mrs. America, I just thought this is my opportunity to, you know, speak on a big national level. It, I could follow in the footsteps of my friend. She was Miss America. Now I can be Mrs. America. I had this, I had this perfect <laughs> plan. And so, you know, you know how you do it. We have this perfect plan. Now, look, I worked hard. I did everything that I could do to win Mrs. America because I believed I had to have that title in order to speak nationally. I didn't believe that anyone would just listen to me as Dale Smith Thomas. And so um, my pageant actually was held in the Soviet Union that year, along with Mrs. USSR. And uh, they started calling out the top 10 and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10. And they didn't call my name. And I promise you, I walked off the stage going, wait a minute. I have visualized this in my head. I have seen myself winning this pageant. I wanted to scream to the judges, excuse me, did y'all forget I have to be in the top 10 to win? Did y'all forget that? And that's what I was thinking. But honestly, those of you that have been there when you have this big goal and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen and you start thinking, oh my gosh, now what? And I stood backstage there in the Soviet Union in 1990 and a Russian photographer came up to me and asked for my autograph. And I looked at him. I'm like, dude, uh, I didn't win this thing. In fact, I'm not <laughs> even in the top 10. Why do you want my autograph? And he pushed me. He said, autograph. And I'm like, fine. And I wrote one simple sentence. And I said it as I wrote it. I said, follow your dreams. And I promise you that as I sit here today, with tears in his eyes, he said to me, very hard to do in the Soviet Union. And all of a sudden, it hit me that I could let that moment either defeat me or define me. Because I could allow those judges to steal my dream because it wasn't taking the path that I thought it was supposed right. to take. And I came back to the United States of America determined to share my message, to share my passion, to share my vision with anyone that would listen to me, regardless of the big sparkly hat. And I would come back and follow that dream. That was in 1990. I have spoken to hundreds of thousands of people around the world. I have been on national television. I have done so many things. But that day, I could have allowed those set of judges to steal my dream. But I decided in my soul that it would define me, not defeat me. And that's how my speaking career started. And I began just sharing that message with anybody that would listen. So I know that you've got a lot of coaches that listen, that are looking for ways to expand their business. And first of all, I want to tell all of you that, that I congratulate you for being brave enough to follow your dream and follow this this message in your heart that you need to share. And I truly believe, as I wrote in Good Morning Gorgeous, if this is your dream, whatever that is, if you've been given that dream, you are the one that has to walk it through. If there is a book inside you, only you can write that specific book. And so I started speaking 
people would ask me what I charge and I'd say, <laughs> I don't know what you got. <laughs> and growing up in Mississippi, we right. call that a love offering. And, and so, um, people would just give me whatever they had. And a speaker's bureau in Kentucky heard about me and actually called me and asked me for a brochure. And I said, <laughs> what kind of brochure? And she said, about your work. I said, I don't have a brochure. And she said, what about a tape? I said, nope, don't have one of those either. And she said, can I come and hear you? I said, sure you can. And she did something that a lot of bureaus probably would have never done. She drove to to uh, Kentucky, down to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and heard me speak and then started booking me immediately. Now, there's a lesson in that. The lesson is whatever your gift is, get out there and share it. Because if this is the gift that you have and the gift that you're supposed to follow, then I believe God in the universe will make the way if you will show the action and take the first step. Did I go all the way around the world to give you that answer? <laughs> no, that's okay. I think you're exactly right. There's a lot of the coaches that I talk to, they go out, they do a little bit of speaking. They Maybe they write a book and self-publish it. You know, everybody's kind of looking for those next steps that they can use to build on their business, build up their coaching business, and just build that authority and that credibility. One thing that you talked about mm -hmm. earlier was just telling stories. So let's talk a little bit about right. that uh, as far as... How do you okay. how do you figure out what stories to tell? How do you weave them in? And, and what's a, a good suggestion for someone just getting started that they should, you know, really start to think about crafting these stories for themselves? Absolutely. Well, remember this. Stories sell. Facts tell. Stories sell. Facts tell. Once you leave someone is the story that will remind them and you have to invite them on this journey with you. Because I heard this phrase, and I don't even remember where I heard it, but it's, it's, it's something that especially those of us who are out there in the public eye and, and sharing information, that everyone that's in front of us is listening to the same radio station. W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? Right. What's in it for me? So whatever story that you're going to tell, make sure that story wraps back around to something that can apply to either the person you're coaching or the audience you're speaking to. And I will give you a perfect example of this. Think about the life principles. Think about the stories that have happened in your life. And then think about the life principles that go along with that story. And I will give, I will give you an example if that's okay. One that I, that I have worked into my presentation. It's actually one of my signature stories. Mm -hmm. And because I'm a mother of a son that is a risk taker, he's, I've been teaching him since he was two years old. Today is your choice. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to be happy, Nick Thomas. And he'd go, I want you to be happy. And so I talk about that Nick Thomas would choose not to be happy, but there are plenty of people every day that choose that. So when Nick was about 10 years old, I was in my kitchen one night getting ready to go speak the next day. And he came in my kitchen and he was on my last good nerve. And everything that I teach about controlling your attitude, that a positive attitude is a choice. It is not an emotion. You get to choose how you respond instead of react. All of those things that I teach, I was not doing because he was on my last nerve. And I looked at him and I said, Nick Thomas, 
you better get out of my kitchen and you better get out of here now because you're just about to take your last breath. (laughs) And my kid was on a pair of roller skates in my kitchen doing hockey moves and pageant waves at the same time just to see if he could get on my nerves. (laughs) And that little boy at 10 years old rolled back on his skates and with love in his eyes, he said, hey, mama, you don't have to let my actions affect your attitude. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. And so the audience just laughs and I pause and I stop and say, now that's a Nick Thomas original. I had never made that quote. But how many of you have ever allowed someone else's actions to affect your attitude? Get your hands in the air. And then I go ahead and teach the life principle from that. I say, when you do that, you give your power away. And many of you give your power away to somebody on an interstate and you don't even know their name, but they cut you off in trafficking and you go to work talking about it all day long. So that is one of the ways that I weave stories in because I always come back. And let me also say this about stories. If you have a story like my friend that became Miss America, when I tell that full story, there's a part of that story that is very emotional and people tear up. But if you're going to take them on an emotional journey where there is that kind of sadness of emotion, you've got to bring them out immediately and do something right behind that that will make them laugh. Our job as speakers and teachers and trainers is to take our audience, an audience of one or 15, 20,000 on a journey into their soul to help them discover themselves. That's our job. That's what we're supposed to do. And they will, most people will not remember a lot or everything that I've said factually, but they will remember that story about Nick Thomas. And people will ask me all over the world, hey, how's Nick Thomas? And I tell a couple other stories about Nick and people remember Nick Thomas. So when you were just starting out, how did you know to use these stories? Did you have any formal training in speaking or did you just sort of get out there and and start talking and kind of learn as you go? I got out there, started talking and learning as I go. (laughs) I kind of looked at a presentation almost like writing a term paper. And I learned that through pageantry. And a lot of the things I had, I had done some pageant coaching. Um, before I won Mrs. Tennessee. That's why I entered Mrs. Tennessee. I was trying to, I was trying to raise my fee from $20 an hour to 25. And I thought <laughs> if I could win Mrs. Tennessee as a pageant coach, that I could raise my fee. Well, I lost for two years and I almost had to go to $10 an hour, but, um, I finally won. And what I understood by teaching in pageant interview, because you've got such a short amount of time, I would, I would teach them think one, two, three, close. So I am, I'm, I'm going to encourage you, if you have 30 minutes or 40 minutes, what are the three key points that you want to, to share in your presentation? And then build your stories into that because you've got to begin with the end in mind. What do you want them to feel? What do you want them to experience? What three big takeaways do you want them leaving with? So you began with the end in mind. And so I knew that from training for pageants. So I just took that and moved it over into a, a, you know, a speaking space. 
And I can tell you this, when I first started speaking, mm-hmm. because of some of the clients my friend had had after she won Miss America, I moved to Nashville to be on the road with her. And she was a Christian singer and speaker. And so I learned also from watching her. I learned that craft also from standing. My first book is called From Standing in the Shadows to Solo in the Spotlight. And I became solo in the spotlight because I was willing to learn while I was in the shadow. And I watched my friend who was a masterful and still is a masterful storyteller. And I learned from that. So I'm telling you, wherever you are in your business, take that space, that time when you're not as out there in the spotlight as big as you want to be and take that understudy space as an opportunity to learn and grow and expand And then just get out there and do it. You know, I learned from just doing it what stories really resonated with people, which ones got the most laugh, which one people really remembered. And then I've just, you know, that's what I've done now for over 25 years and continue to do. And some of those core stories that I've been telling for a long time are still part of my presentation that I will share with these uh, 400 nurses that I'm speaking for on Friday. Yeah, I think that's a really great idea for people to really start to think about the three things that you want to convey. And then also to begin to create some signature stories that you can use over and over again. So you don't have to do something brand new every time. No, no. And you just move the pieces in and out. Like, this uh, this presentation I have that I'll share on Friday is called Choices Create Champions. And I came up with that from my little coaching thing because I, you know, have this coaching degree. And so I have, I've kind of taken off on that. And things that I hated growing up, like my name, my name is Dale. Yes, it's my daddy's name. I've been solicited by the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, and the Marines. <laughs> I say that from stage. I have was admitted to college as a man. I say that from stage. But what I hated as a child now makes me unique and different. So I encourage you as coaches, because even if your passion is not to stand on a stage in front of, you know, 15,000 people like I do, I think every time you're in front of one person, you've got to consider that a stage. And so take those things in your life that you that were hard for you, that forced you to learn, because everything in life, we either go through it or we grow through it. And so take those experiences that were hard and that were difficult. And I I talk about some of that in my presentations. And, you know, because if you create these signature stories, number one, you're not going to forget them because, you know, when I first started speaking, I heard people say, well, don't use these, uh, these stories from other people. I'm thinking, who would do that? And I mean, it just, you know, who would do that? And so... Tell your story because only you can tell that story. Now, let me tell you this. Um, as my business has expanded, and I know one of the things that, that you ask is, how do you grow the business? How do you do that? And I, I believe if you will get out there and expand and grow and give, give out there in, in the world of your gift, then those doors will open up. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an example This was probably, I don't know, six or seven years ago. And, um, you know, my career is is established. And so I get an invitation to speak for a very small group here. And it was a leadership group. Actually, it was the junior league, and it was 12 people. 
Well, my mouth engaged before my brain did. And I said, yes. And, um, as I went over there that day, I will tell you, I was not happy with myself. I'm like, I need to be working on material. I need to be working on my book. I need to be doing this. Why did I say yes to this? And I'm sitting there beating myself up about this hour and a half I'm about to give to this group. And then it hit me that I was not practicing what I preach. And I sat there in the car and I had a conversation with myself and I said, you're going to walk in there and you are going to give them everything that you would give a client that had paid you full fee for this hour and a half. And that's what I did. Two days later, of the 12 people in that room, one person was part of a huge conference and a company here in Nashville. They called and booked me for two full fee engagements on the same day. They booked me six times after that. From that engagement, I have booked five more gigs. From those gigs, someone was in the audience who turned me on to somebody else, who turned me on to someone else. That one decision has paid me over $75,000. See, that's the thing that I love because a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll sort of look at, at opportunities and say, mm, you know, maybe that's, that's a little beneath me or I'm kind of, I'm bigger than that now. And it's a good idea to really keep in mind, you know, what could this do down the road? You know, maybe maybe it is, right. you know, someone's just getting started and they ask you to come and speak. Well, that's OK. You know, if you have the opportunity to do it, you never know what it's going to lead to. So I think that's a that's something great for people to keep in the back of their heads is not to ever turn something down because you never know what it might turn into down the road. And I still do that. I mean, even though I am at the level that I am as a speaker and and I've been very blessed, but this is my calling, not just my career. And honestly, I'm never going to let money stop it. And so next week, I'm giving some of my time back here in Middle Tennessee, in Clarksville, Tennessee, because this small chamber group does not have the budget. Well, I've got to be in Clarksville that day anyway. And so why would I, if this is really my gift, and my passion is really to make a difference in someone else's life, why would I not do that? And so I have been incredibly blessed and, you know, I've done books and CDs and, you know, I encourage you if you're out there speaking, you know, for a no money or a little money, well, have a product to back that up. Doing CDs or a small book can be done rel relatively inexpensive. And I'll tell you something else that I did that was, that was an encouragement of a friend of mine when I first got in the business was I just started a, uh, an email newsletter. Mine is called Motivational Monday. And every single Monday, I send out a Motivational Monday message because I got so sick of people griping about Monday. <laughs> I'm like, what's your choice not to have Monday? And so every Monday, the people that are on that list that have subscribed, which now is worldwide, um, I reached them through Motivational Monday and I just ended up with a speaking engagement for HCA, the biggest hospital, you know, corporation in this country, because someone read Motivational Monday. And so if you stay in the giving space, stay in the giving space. And you were talking about the signature stories like Friday uh, when I'm in California. You know, I've got to build in something about this tragedy in Las Vegas because I'm speaking to nurses. And so what I will do is that I will talk about 
all the off-duty nurses that were there in Las Vegas that were giving their time because they know that they've taken this oath to help people. And I will thank these nurses in this audience, even though they weren't particularly there. But I will talk about that and how I believe that in crisis situations like this one in Las Vegas, it's very easy to get caught up in the wrong questions. And guys, if you're listening to me right now, we all have unexpected things happen in our lives. And sometimes we ask the wrong questions. And somebody like, why, is, why did this happen in Las Vegas? For those of us in businesses like we're all in, maybe we ask, why is this not happening? Why is this not happening as fast as I want to? Why is this not this? Why is it not that? And I think those are the wrong questions. We may never know the answers to why. I think why keeps us paralyzed. But the questions we have to ask when we're ever we're at these crossroads is what can I do mm-hmm. right now? What can I do? So change the why question to the what question. And you know what? They can listen to your podcast. That's what they can do. And you can learn and grow because I am on this journey every day of personal growth. And just talking to you and having this interaction with you is part of my personal growth because we Mm. grow by teaching. And so when you're out there sharing and giving yourself away, just remember that you're also growing. Right. You know, I was listening to some of your YouTube videos before we hopped on this call, and you said something that I would love for you to talk a little bit about. Okay. And and that was whatever you put into your brain in the first 30 minutes of the day really has an impact on your productivity. Yes. And that's why I started Good Morning Gorgeous. So thank you for asking me. See, I'm glad you brought that up because my manager always says, did you talk about Good Morning Gorgeous? Oh, gosh, I forgot. And so (laughs) I, I am so glad that you asked that. Well, it's been scientifically proven that whatever we put into our brain the first 30 minutes of the day determines our productivity and our attitude for the rest of the day. And here's how I want all of you to think about it. This is why we talk. This is why we tell stories, because people think in pictures. They think in pictures, not in words. And so think back to kindergarten and first grade when they told us the most important meal of the day was what? As we all say, breakfast. Well, whatever you're putting into your brain, the first part of your day is your mental and emotional foundation for the rest of the day. And what we focus on gets bigger And so right now in the middle of this tragedy in Las Vegas, it's so easy to want to just stay tuned into the news 24-7. And, you know, we need to know what's going on. I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you, you have got to balance it out. And if you start your day with something positive, here is how I start my day every day. I get up super early. I will either read. I usually read, watch an inspirational video. And I also journal because that's my place to process everything that's going on in my life. So I challenge you, if you want to make your life better, you have to get better. And what we usually do when we get up in the morning is we get up, we look in the mirror, and I ask people around the world, "Did hey, did y'all get up and look in the mirror and go, hey, good morning, gorgeous? And everybody goes, Oh, God, no. (laughs) You know, unless there's a man in the room and there's, I mean, this happened last week in Shreveport, Louisiana with a group of about, I don't know, it was a couple hundred people. And I, it was about 50, 50, 50 men and women. I said, okay, I'm going to do a little attitude check. How many of you got up positive, happy, and you chose all that today? How many of you got up and said, good morning, gorgeous? 
And there was a man in the back of the room that raised his hand. <laughs> I'm like, it happens in every audience I have because the women look in the mirror and go, oh, good Lord, what happened to me? <laughs> and so, because here's what we do. We focus on what we don't like. And so that's why I started Good Morning Gorgeous. I just wanted people to have some goofy, silly little thing. They could just look in the mirror and say, Good Morning Gorgeous. And then I challenge people to say it to five people. They're going to think you're crazy. But you know what? That's okay. If you text somebody and say, Hey, Good Morning Champion, Good Morning Gorgeous, something positive, they're going to text you back and go, What is wrong with you right now? Because negative is normal. So I challenge you. Start your day listening to a great podcast like this. Start your day reading something. And I know you're going to ask me about the books I read. And I will share with you some of the videos that I watch, um, motivational YouTube videos while I'm on my exercise bike in the morning too. So I kind of, I kind of double team. I work out and listen and feed my soul. Fuel your soul, people, every day. Well, I guess that's why you hear so much about people who say they have a morning routine. There's there's yep. some science behind that. There is science behind it. And you think about championship teams. And we usually think about athletics. We think about champions. And we have to remember this. Champions are not, you know, born on the field. They're simply recognized there. And we don't see all the work that it takes to go into being that champion on that field, but they know that they've got to show up for practice. They've got to show up early. They've got to stay late. And the key, the key to everything, everything with our business, everything is this one word, self-discipline, self-discipline. And we've got to learn that discipline, you know, is not a punishment. Discipline, you know, is is your privilege to say, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to love getting up more than I love sleeping late. And when you get up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning and begin your day there, I promise you, if you would do that for 30 days, it would change your life. If you change 30 minutes a day to fuel yourself, because I don't believe we can fuel anyone else if we don't fuel ourselves first. We cannot give from an empty tank, but we sure do try. But if you would fuel your soul every day, every day for just 30 minutes, at the end of the year, you will have spent 28 eight-hour days in personal self-improvement. I promise you from everything is in my being, it will change your life, which will change your business. Well, one thing that I would love to know, now I know you just released your book, so I'm sure that's yeah. something that you're focusing on now, but what's coming up in the future? Where do you see your business going from here? Well, I will continue to put as many dates on the calendar as I possibly can. We have a couple of other books that, that are already in the works. You know, I've always believed that um, that television was part of my future. I have done some television. So we are working on some ideas right now where we may be, you know, doing those ourselves. You know, I have a YouTube channel and so we're starting some things like that. But I want to reach as many people as possible. As long as I am given the privilege of being able to to go out and share that. So I've just, uh, this is uh, the, a new phase for me and I'm, and I'm on here because of you, because I have a new PR team. This is my first experience and I have a great PR team now here in Nashville, Core PR. 
I've had a manager for a little over a year. And other before that, it was just me all by myself doing everything. So, you know, that's, as you know, that's kind of hard to do all of that. So I'm excited about all the things that we've got in the works. I'm going to be part of a a show here in Nashville called In Style Country, and uh, that's based right here in Nashville. So those are some of the fun things that we've got happening. And if your viewers want to be a part of Motivational Monday, you know, they can jump on there. And then on Motivational Monday, you will hear every week where I am and what we're doing. You know, I think that's that is so to me as a business person, that's inspiring that you just now got in with a PR company. You've been doing all this yourself the whole time. All by myself. Yes. And, you know, I've self-published my first book. I self-published my first book. I also decided I wanted a music project because I believe music heals. And I had gone through a divorce and was having a, a, you know, that's just not something you put on your to-do list. And so I wanted to have music on my table. And so I was talking about doing a project that had 10 cover songs and a songwriter here in town that was going to help me said, well, that's expensive. Why don't you just write them? Don't you write your own speeches? I'm like, yeah. He said, what if I put you with a couple of songwriters that can help with the music and you want to do that? And I said, sure. So I wrote 10 songs. (laughs) And, and we recorded a project called Unleash Your Power, and it's all motivational, empowering music with a message. It's music with a message. So I did that myself. I self-published my first book. I do have a publisher here in Nashville for Good Morning Gorgeous, a small publisher. So you know what? But every day, I just leaned in. And so I leaned in, and I, I said yes until I have to say no. And um that ended me up uh, on the Dr. Phil show as a guest expert, please. You know, they all in my introduction, they'll go, she was a guest on Dr. Phil. I'm like, no, I was a guest expert. There is a big difference. <laughs> and uh, I was actually on a reality show here in Nashville with Paris Hilton and Nicole Ritchie. It was a show called The Simple Life. And they filmed here in Nashville and they found me because of my pageant coaching. And that was never on my to-do list. But I just kept saying yes until I had to say no. And, you know, I negotiated the contract. And then, um, I, you know, you just keep leaning in. Don't, don't say no for, without a reason. And you know what? I think I really want to instruct you guys that one of the things that you really have to do, especially making your living, sharing and trying to empower other people. Like I said, you got to take that quiet time and you got to tune in to the voice that's inside your soul. Not no one, no one can tell you exactly how you have to do this. You have to tell yourself. And yet that guidance comes from within you and you have got to learn to trust it. And that's what I've done. Great. Well, that's I think that is something that coaches can really take from from this episode is it doesn't have to all happen at once. It doesn't have to be perfect. No. And you just keep going. I would love to, you know, be, I remember, you know, my vision was to be the female version of Tony Robbins. Well, that hasn't happened. I'm not as big as Tony Robbins. But you know what? I love what I do so much. And I've been privileged to speak around the world and to tens of thousands of people at a time. I remember the first time I walked on a stage and there were 15,000 people in that audience. 
guys, I grew up in a town of 2,000 people. That's seven times the number of people in my hometown in one room. (laughs) Wow. And, you know, you just stay in gratitude. If you will stay in gratitude and stay with your gift, stay with your gift and be willing to share that gift, I truly believe, yes, we have to work hard. I'm not telling you not to work hard, but try to monitor that voice inside your head that tells you you can't do it or it's not happening fast enough and just keep putting one foot in front of the other and I, you know, and inspiring, empowering people because they need what you have to share. I would love to know, and I know that the audience would love to know, everything that you've done so far, building up the successful business, doing a lot of it on your own, and creating everything that you've created. What's one action step that coaches should do first? Or maybe even what's something that you wish you did first? Okay, this is, y'all are going to y'all are going to stick your tongue out at me and go, "Oh, really? <laughs> of course she's a motivational speaker." Okay, know yourself, know yourself, know yourself, know yourself, know yourself. Not know yourself through somebody else's eyes, not know yourself through somebody else's voice, not know yourself that somebody says you have to do this or do that. Know yourself. And you cannot know yourself if you don't turn in and really get to know yourself. And number two, you've got to trust yourself. I was that person with the low self-esteem who worried so much about what other people's opinion of me was. My friend Les Brown that I've had the beautiful opportunity of speaking with says someone's opinion of you is none of your business. (laughs) And if I, you know, and as a speaker, especially when you're walking out on stages where many times you're going to get, quote, evaluations, and you've got to get out of the way of that and not tie yourself to that. And I just, I just have this perfect example. I, I was just asked to speak for a, a big group that books a lot of healthcare speakers and they, they have about 60 on their roster and they were looking to add me as a non-healthcare speaker, but I do a lot of work in healthcare. And they said to me, we are going to bring you to speak for our convention, which they didn't usually do. You're going to close the convention then according to the evaluations, we will decide if we're going to sign you or not. Uh, no pressure. <laughs> and so I found myself thinking, freaking out a little bit. Here are all these doctors, CEOs, all in healthcare. These are leaders of hospitals. And I am a dirt poor, tall, blonde ex-beauty queen from Mississippi. And so I started getting in my head and it was my manager that said to me, stop it. Stop it right now. They need to hear what you have to say. They need to hear your message. Get out of the way and let the message speak. And whatever happens, happens. And so I did that. That's hard to do. That is hard to do, to not focus on trying to take take that evaluation and just give. And so, but the beautiful thing about that story, out of seven, no, out of eight keynotes when the evaluations did come back, I was the highest rated keynote and it's not, it was only because I got out of the way. So take that first step of knowing yourself and then take the risk of being willing to share. Take the risk, take the risk, take the risk. Dale, this has been so good and I've learned so much. I 
absolutely have loved talking to you. Well, I love it. Maybe you'll have me back. Absolutely. Can we finish up now with the final five rapid fire questions? Sure. Rapid fire, girl, go. Look, if I can handle Paris and Nicole and I can handle Dr. Field, girl, I can handle you. Go. (laughs) What's one (laughs) habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Well, I just told you a second ago, it's that hour of power in the morning. It's taken 15 minutes or 20 minutes to read, 15 to 20 minutes to journal, 15 or 20 minutes to listen to a podcast or a YouTube video. It's turning to the quiet to feed my soul. What's one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? They need to develop a structure and a schedule of personal growth, and they need to have a vision, a true vision of not how many people they want, clients they want to have, but what is the message you really want to share. So every, 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 every coach should have that vision of what is the message the world needs to hear from me. Mm. Now, I know you're a reader, so this one might be hard. (laughs) This one is going to be hard. Recommend one book that's had a big impact, either on your business or on your life. Okay, first of all, I don't follow the rules, so you're going to get more than one. Um, One of the ones that really has turned my life around, because we are all creative people. Now, this is going to be a really different book that you've probably heard before. It's called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Mm -hmm. Do you know this book at all? Yes, I do. Yeah. And isn't it great? (laughs) And another one, I've read everything Louise Hay has done and anything by, by Louise Hay. And then the business book that is really, really powerful is called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, and it will change your life. Nice. Now, give us an online resource that you think coaches would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without. Well, one of the, again, for me, it's feeding my soul. And what I mentioned to you earlier when I'm on the stationary bike, there is a YouTube channel called Be Inspired. And it's just these little short videos with athletes and, you know, people like uh, Warren Buffett and, all these great thought leaders and they're usually about 10 to 15 minutes. And so I kind of multitask. I love that. And then success magazine has an online version of their magazine that has been really, really beneficial to me. And of course mine motivational Monday. There you go. (laughs) Now, finally, how can the listeners best connect with you now that they've heard your story? How do they learn more? What is your website and are you on social media? Oh, girl, I'm all over social media. It took an intern, though. My intern said, you need to be on Twitter. I said, nope, not doing it. Nope, not doing it. Well, Taylor got me tweeting. So I have Instagram. I have Twitter. I have a fan page. All of that is Dale Smith Thomas. I post positive quotes every single day on Instagram. They also transfer to Twitter. My website is dalesmiththomas.com. On there is also a few little uh, videos on my Dale TV that's on my website. You can see some of my YouTube videos. I did do a few video podcasts recently that we threw up there. And you can reach me through my website. And if you have questions or if your listeners come back to you and have questions and you want to continue this conversation, you know, just shout out to me or shout out to my my PR firm. And anytime I'm in town and I can share something that I've learned that can help cut the learning curve for your listeners, 
I would be privileged and honored to do it. That sounds awesome. I will be sure to get all of the links, all of the recommendations that you gave onto the show notes page. Dale, I have absolutely loved speaking to you today. Thank you so much for joining me. I would like to share you and your beautiful work with all of my audience, too. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to join me next Monday for another inspiring interview. But wait, before you go, I've got a question for you. Are you ready to take action on all the great strategies today's guest shared, but you're not quite sure where to start? I've got you covered with my new action episodes, where I break down how you can implement all their best tips and tricks. Get immediate access to this exclusive free content when you become part of the Unstoppable Coach community. Simply go to unstoppablecoach.co to join or text COACH to 345-345.